0: 8 billion miles driven by Leaf owners globally since 2010. 2023 Aria has limited availability. All-wheel drive expected availability early 2023. Subject to change.
1: Back to old school with DP and Jay.
2: On 93.7 The Ticket and ticketfm.com. You like that, Nate?
1: You like that, Nate? I we do. We are back on old. Old school, Jay Foreman and Nate O'Brennan, Nate the Great O'Brennan likes that uh what's that dude's name? I don't even know I, I remember the song, I don't remember who that is, but uh I see you grooving a little bit over there. I see I see you with the you know Lincoln Stars uh, sweatshirt on.
2: Hey, I went to the Stars game this past weekend and it was awesome. The Stars won I think yeah. it was six to one and those games I I love going to Lincoln Stars games. A ton of fun. Yeah.
1: Was there was there any was there any good scraps or were they were they playing a, playing nice and PG? No, there
2: actually was toward the end of the game. I don't know because they were playing Omaha, so it was a rivalry. Yes. And then I towards the end of the game, I don't know what happened, but someone was throwing haymakers and everyone was going crazy. And it was I got on the jumbotron too and I chugged a beer. Everyone was uh, cheering me you on. Did. Yeah.
1: Did but did you did you take the whole thing though? Well no, see did I had like
2: I had like a quarter of a beer left in one, but I had a second one ready. So I like right. chugged it and then I like put a put a finger up on the jumbotron so everyone knew that I wasn't done and then I got my second beer and then chugged it and everyone went crazy and the stars won. So I am going to go ahead and credit myself with the reasoning behind uh the stars winning.
1: Oh, okay, I like it, man. So you pulled a little, like a little Aaron Rodgers when he was at the, what, the no.
2: I pulled the David Backtiari. Aaron Rodgers only yeah. took a couple sips and then he had to uh, tap out.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. His offensive <laughs> lineman and Backtiari looks like a beer chugger. He looks like a oh, Game yeah. of Thrones extra character that can uh, drink, drink the uh, <laughs> drink, drink the libations with the best of them. But uh, we're back here, old school. We're moving past uh, Rutgers, headed towards Purdue. Um, you know, first initial thoughts with this uh, Purdue is that uh, it's going to be a tough, tough sled. And I think they've kind of found their way a little bit. But the one thing I saw when they beat Minnesota um, was Aiden O'Connell hasn't been playing, uh, even though he's hooked up with his with his old high school uh, teammate Jones, number 15, the receiver. Obviously, to you know, one of the best uh, quarterback receiver combinations in the nation. Overall, he hasn't looked as sharp as he did last year which led to a lot of the preseason hype. Um, I think that bodes well for Nebraska because I think that the way that they play or have been playing defense where they're going to try to keep things in front of them, they're going to be aware of where 15 is. um, They're going to be able to play a little bit faster. So I think that's going to help them in the run game, which I think has hurt us over the last two or three years against Purdue. Um, Seems like the running back King Drew has been there for like six or seven years. Um, But I think defensively, I think they'll have a good game plan uh, based on what they do, produce a, you know, obviously a one-trick pony. And I think conversely yeah. on offense, uh, at least up until this date, they have not rushed the passer very well, which has obviously been a little bit of Achilles heel, you know, for Nebraska's offensive line is pass protection. Uh, so if we can, you know, get Casey some legitimate time and people not in his face, in his throwing lanes, I think, you know, his efficiency uh, will go up. And But that doesn't mean that we don't, you know, go in there and establish a run game. Uh, because one of their best, uh, you know, hybrid type linebackers is out in, in in Graham, and so you need to take advantage of him being out. Because when you have a uh, NFL uh, type of hybrid type of player as him, what that allows the defense of Purdue to do is be extremely flexible. Right? You talk about JoJo and you talk about Graham, the two guys that are kind of your best hybrids. Where mm-hmm. Graham is bigger and longer, uh, and you saw him last year, you know, be effective from the very first play. He's physical. Uh, As far as when he comes up and hits, he's able to cover tight ends, cover slots, cover running backs. So when he's healthy, uh, he's able to do a lot of things. And one of their deep, one of their reasons, one of the reasons why their defense has struggled or not played up to their uh, preseason hype is him being out. And so he's out this game. Um, So I think, you know, Nebraska needs to take advantage of the new guys in there uh, whether it's by formation or by the the play calling to loosen up the defense and then maybe establish the run. So, you know, however Mark Whipple and, uh, you know, making those guys are going to go approach it. But, it, you know, it starts up front and then everything else will kind of flow off of there. But I think, uh, you know, establishing a good run game will go a long ways, you know, not only for Nebraska offense, but for the defense. Because uh, you don't want to give Aiden O'Connell and uh, Jeff Brom a ton, a ton of, you know, free, uh, you know, series or free, free possessions. And, you know, what I mean by that is Nebraska has the ball. It goes three and out. Purdue gets it right back able to, you know, they are they're able to go up tempo. They're able to take shots that they want because we're not producing uh efficient offense. So uh our best defense is going to be our offense. And if we can get some points early against them, uh Purdue has shown um the you know that they panic and not panic in the way they play or coach. But they're they're not used to um you know playing from behind. If you can get you know a seven to ten point lead, um I think that bodes well for Nebraska because again just kind of like Indiana a team that likes to throw short passes uh, and and runs kind of schematic things. I think after you, once you actually make them start passing, you can hone in on their concepts and and with the way that they're playing defense and coaching defense, uh, I think it allows them to play better uh, as the game goes on. And we've seen that the last two two halves in Indiana and Rutgers, even though Purdue is going to be more talented, a better team, I think in theory you're able to play, you know, a little bit better in longer, you know, uh, spurts or periods. With this type of defense, uh, because you're able to make adjustments and everybody's on the same page, uh, and trying to just play good football, sound football, versus, you know, maybe you know, trying to stop every single play, be okay with giving up, you know, a short game. We just got to make some tackles. And so, um, you know, if they can add on to what they did last week, um, and continue it from there, uh, I think it'd be good. I think we can't, you know, start out like we did against Rutgers though. Mm -hmm. Uh, where well, we're out there, you know, kind of, you know, showed up and got, you know, pimp slapped a little bit. Then we woke up. We got to do the, the pimp slapping, you know, from the, from the get-go. So um, there's, again, as good as the defense that played, you know, or has played on the, you know, on the surface, there's still, you know, plenty of things to teach on. And so Purdue is going to test your principles. They're going to test your mindset. You know, it's probably going to be, a, you know, a raucous crowd, uh, as you saw in the first game of the year against Penn State. Uh, so it's an environment that Nebraska should embrace. And so if you get on the plane with the right mindset, it doesn't matter what happens there in West Lafayette. It just matters what Nebraska's doing.
2: What is your reaction to Purdue coming into this one as a 13 and a half point favorite? I understand them being a favorite, but that, that just seems like a lot to me.
1: Yeah, it is. I was a little surprised by that, but uh you know, maybe it's because, you know, Purdue has, you know, put up a lot of points and Nebraska's offense over the last two weeks hasn't been mm-hmm. um, as explosive or as efficient as it had been early in the season. Um, maybe it's, you know, Purdue's on the road. Maybe they feel like Purdue won a couple games in a row and, you know, Aiden O'Connell's getting on, get going. Or maybe they think Nebraska's last two victories is fool's gold. And, um, you know, whatever it is. So, be it. look, at the end of the day, the lines don't mean anything because mm-hmm. if that was the case, uh, Nebraska's record wouldn't be what it is right now. Because <laughs> I think sure, any time yeah. that we're – actually, we're in the driver's seat. anytime we're favored, I don't think we play well. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't really mind the, the lines if I was a player or a coach. Now, you might want to use it as a, a motivational tool. But at the end of the day, I'm going to use it as a, you know, kind of add-on to what I'm seeing on tape. And I think Nebraska, uh, you know, defensively matches up well. The defensive line has got to play, you know, better – and be more consistent because I'm sure they're going to probably really focus in on, you know, Garrett Nelson and O'Shawn Mathis. So that means Ty Robinson and the defensive tackles, Colton Feast, Wynn and Drew have got to get off and get off early. And they have got to get off in the run game as well. They have got to establish a new line of scrimmage. Because Purdue, even though they're a passing team, you know, weirdly enough, they try to think that they can punk Nebraska a little bit in the run game. And so uh, King Drew is there. He's like a little uh, swollen up fire hydrant. And so, uh, you know, what we used to call Nate, when you have a guy like that, that's trying to run behind his pads, uh, you got, you got to test his chin a little bit and, um, there's no better, you know, time like the presence to do it. And, uh, you know, you got to run your feet on contact as far as, you know, the second third level guys, and you got to hit him, uh, with multiple guys. And, uh, you know, if Nebraska takes that mentality, but they'll be just fine. And, um, you know, you can look at it as a sign of disrespect as a line, you know, um, and that's fine. And, you know, if I was talking to the team, I would say, look, you guys have been through a lot, man. I mean, they have. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a crappy season uh, last year. Turnover, you know, with four coaches that have been here for a while. Everybody doubting you in the offseason. Um, going over and laying an egg, which was self-induced egg, you know, over there in Ireland. Facing tons and tons of criticism coming back. Losing your head coach, losing your losing your defensive coordinator. Uh, working you harder probably than they, you know, maybe had been before. So you've been through it and you've paid the price. And, uh, and so, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, you know, much is given, much is expected, but that's life. But also sometimes when you, you know, all you probably want is maybe this to be respected of just being, you know, a good, hardworking team. Right. Well, they're not respecting you at all. They're showing you that, that they're not respecting you uh, or, or whoever is making the lines don't respect you. And sometimes in life, you you, you got to stop waiting for respect. Right. And I think that was a little bit of the mentality for waiting for the other team to lose. And so now you have to take the mentality of, we are, we have got to go take the respect, take, a, take what you want and then worry about how it all shakes out afterwards. Right. Worry about their feelings afterwards. Worried about if Nebraska was playing to the echo of the whistle afterwards, worry about if Nebraska was playing on the edge and, and being nasty, worry about that later. Worry, Let them worry about that after you beat them. And uh, so if you take that type of mentality, uh, you know, this week and, and moving forward is something. And this mentality here is a different than uh, us against the world, right? This mentality is a known fact. Nobody respects you, right? And nobody's coming to save you, and it sucks, right? You feel like you're backed in the corner, and you don't have any fans, and so forth and so on. Well, go do something about it, and go take what you want. If you want the respect, if you want people to respect you, if you want people to kind of be there in your fanfare, then go take it and make them do it. And then after that, you just worry about uh, everybody else afterwards. And so if they uh, have a good week of practice, put in the work, you know, you get it, you know, as much as you got kind of, you know, uh, everything was sped up, you know, last week and lost a day, you gained a day, which is good for this team. Uh, You know, some nicks and bruises, Casey got hit a lot, you know, uh, you know, baby Gronk, uh, Travis Volklik you know, uh, you know, had, you know, a little, little 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 air leak in his tire so he can get his stuff pumped back up. You get some defensive guys that had some a you know, little bit of strain so they, you know, they got some uh treatment. And then also it's another day to get in your your books and, and another day to get in that tape and, and get a you know leg up on Purdue. So it's uh right now I think it's a it's a positive and a, and right now as we get prepared for the game, Nebraska should be in an advantageous position uh to prepare themselves to win.
2: Uh, Jay, before we head to break, uh, let's go to the Honda Lincoln hotline where we have Chance. Chance, what's on your mind? Uh,
0: This is for Jay. I a question. I am so impressed with uh, what Mickey has done with Scott's players in such a short amount of time. I love the way he gives uh, praise to his team first. Um, I was in the Dion camp until I saw some clips. This weekend before the game that he played in Alabama
2: mm-hmm. and coming
0: out with Coach Prime on his shirt and a gold whistle you uh, can stay down there. I really think Mickey <laughs> with having his own his own uh, coaches and he may keep yeah. them, that's great. And with his own recruits, I really do think Mickey should be the coach and I was like wanting to know the chances, and because I know it's not all Albert's uh, decision. You know that big money, old money has a say in this. And you know the elephant in the room is, you know, do they want an African American coach? And I, <laughs> I hate saying that, but <laughs>
1: I know it's cr- it's cringeworthy in two thousand twenty-two, But uh, I, uh, you did, know that's just... I
0: really like Mickey. I think he'll do a fantastic job they're always talking about he's got to be a Nebraska guy well he played here but it seems like he's just a better coach they went in that halftime and I don't know what he told them but you know I'd say this it was Scott went in there I don't think he the game plan fell apart and I don't know what he would have said to his players
2: yep. yeah, yeah appreciate I mean, the I, call I,
1: chance I, yeah chance I appreciate the call I mean it's it's worthy to uh you know, kind of, you know, utter that, but that's just the way it is. I mean, that's just where, where Nebraska is right now, you know, as far as, you know, African-American coach. I think what's going to happen is they're going to try to make the decision of the most qualified coach, you know, white, black, green, yellow, orange, red, or whatever. Uh, and that's what they need to do. And, you know, whoever makes that decision or decision makers or however they get to it, I'm sure that, and they, they got right now, they got a hard choice to or a hard decision to make. You got a coach that's taking over a team. Uh, that is, it's it goes without saying that the team looks distinctly different, right? Whether you like it or not, and it doesn't matter who they're playing; they they just look different. And and it's on, and it seems like he's only getting better at what he's doing. And so that is a factor. Um, and then you got multitude of candidates out there, and then you got to you know do your due diligence. Look, this is Nebraska, and so they're going to have to go through the search, and that's the way it is. And um, it, you know, I don't know how long the process is going to take. And what they do, I like what Mickey's doing. I like Mickey as a coach. I like him as a person. Um, he's good representation and so forth and so on. And so, um, I think it's a good position to be in in Nebraska. It's probably frustrating because as as a fan or alumni or a former player, yeah, you want to know answers. But at the end of the day, you got six games left. There's a long season still left, and there's a lot can be uh, done. And there's a, the valuation. Um, I assume it just isn't on wins and losses as it wasn't on uh, any previous coaches before. So. And a lot can change on the other coaches. And as far as Dion goes, you know, that's Dion. And uh he's a part of the reason why Jackson State is would would beat the pranks off some teams, a lot of teams <laughs> in the Big Ten. And trust me, uh you you would welcome what he'd bring to a team because he's flat out coaching. So uh with that being said, man, you know, we're gonna go into a break after a good a great call there by chance, and uh we're gonna be back in a few minutes here in old school, Jay Foreman and Nate Brennan. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 937 the ticket and the